Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, uh, joined again by my dear friend and theater-going amigo, Sam Price. What's up, dude? Hey, man. How's it going? Good, man. So, yeah, we were supposed to catch up with you last week because we got a lot of good stuff coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you're going to be our go-to live in-theater correspondent because I think you see every single movie theater movie every uh, week. Yeah, most of them. I didn't see <laughs> – uh, actually, I don't even know what's out right now. but I've That's seen how many you've seen. You don't even know <laughs> what you haven't seen. Yeah. I didn't you're see like, Rocket Man. There you go. Oh, Rocket – well, there you go, dude. I just saw Bohemian Rhapsody like a year and a half later. What do you think of Bohemian Rhapsody? Uh, I wanted to break the disc in half and stab the eyes out of anyone who voted for that for best editing. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the performance was stellar. And at yeah, the end yeah. of the day, it's just an excuse to listen to Queen songs. So, hey, man, I was I was digging that. Right on. Yeah, I thought it was Excellent, cool. excellent performance. And, man, Queen is the shit. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. But yep. I was like, best editing? Yeah, Even my editing. wife Amy noticed it. She was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and for her to notice something like that is stunning. But anyways, uh, this is about live movie theater movies. So we're trying to incorporate this more in. Alex and I, uh, now that he's regrouped from the childbirth, uh, not that he birthed, but you know, he's doing the dad thing. He's staying up late at night and all this, getting back into his schedule. Uh, So we are going to start our themes again. We owe you guys Over the Top, the greatest sports movie of all time. Uh, oh, fatherly God. lesson <laughs> and the pod gets animated where we're doing princess mononoke akira heavy metal and fire and ice which i'm sure you would love sam fire and ice is great a song so, of fire and ice? no fire and ice you never saw that it's the old fantasy no. cartoon the ralph batchy no, oh i never saw that i'll hook you up oh no wait, 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 wait i think i know what you're talking about with the guy with the uh like the old english helmet on the front he's got like a bear head the barbarian uh, has a bear head okay never mind never mind I know you and your father. There's no possible way you have not seen this movie. Okay. Maybe. You're not only our live movie theater correspondent, you're also our fantasy correspondent. So we got to get you clued in on this. Uh, So, guys, we have lots of good stuff coming up. Uh, Today I've got Sam on the hook for Ma uh, and The Dead Don't Die, which is what we're discussing right now today. Mm -hmm. Also, for my birthday, I'm going to the theater this weekend June 21st, my birthday, to do the uh, greatest toy double feature of all time. I'm going to go Toy Story straight into Child's Play. <laughs> nice, dude. So hopefully we'll be talking about <laughs> Child's Play next week too, guys. So lots did of you, good stuff. Did you see the poster for uh, Child's Play where he's got Buzz Lightyear's gun? I did see that. That's yeah, pretty that's badass. Yeah. <laughs> I like that head on with the movie that's going to crush you in the box office, but you don't give a fuck. Yeah, You're I'm, there for your hardcores. Yeah. Uh, yeah, guys, so... Follow us on the socials. If you uh, listen on iTunes or a place where you can leave us a rating and review, uh, please take the time to do it, guys. We see you doing it, and it does help us out a ton. All right, so a lot of housekeeping out of the way. Sam, I went to see The Dead Don't Die Saturday night. Pretty good amount of people in the theater. And I have to say, this is... I don't know if weird is the proper word. It was a unique theater going experience yeah uh what were your initial takeaways from the dead don't die well i was actually kind of surprised too. i went to see it saturday at like 11 a.m which is weird for me but the theater was <laughs> packed it was it was kind of crazy i did not uh, see that one coming it was a limited release i believe 
which yeah we only had it in one theater in all of indianapolis Uh, but yeah, dude, it was. I only had one note that I wrote down for this movie, and it was just very subdued, very subdued. <laughs> right? Yeah, the way I thought about, it, I was like, it was, it was just so aggressively disciplined mm-hmm. in how it wanted to stick to its style, right? Like even as the second and third act started to unfold, and zombies are about, mm-hmm. they never amped it up. They never deviated off course which I have a theory on why they did that we'll get to. But yeah, the weird thing in my theater is at the start of the movie, I was like, this has a very, it reminded me of being in the theater when I saw Napoleon Dynamite the first time. Yeah. Where it's just kind of this like it's super like a specific, cool. yeah, kind of kooky. Kind of kooky. Uh, you know, solid style, weird characters who are just kind of being themselves, but it's uncomfortable for you, so you laugh. Like my theater was yeah. sitting there waiting for the big laugh. There were a lot of people doing the, ha, 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 ha. you know, like they were like, oh, I should laugh at that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you could feel the tension in the room as they waited for the big and it like, never, Bill yeah. Murray laugh. And it I was never like, came. Yeah. You're like, guys, Bill Murray hasn't done that movie in quite a while. Like maybe Zombieland. But even <laughs> then you're like, Bill Murray's in this next phase. This is a very, very on brand, a new Bill Murray movie. And I loved him in it. But yeah, I was. It was such a – because they do a couple really unusual things, too, that were throwing me off the scent for a while. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a point in the movie as well. I was like, oh, yeah, there's zombies in this movie. I just totally forgot it was a zombie movie constantly. Yeah, I remember looking down – or when the first zombie appeared, I, I wanted to, like, look at my uh, watch to see – I think it was, like, 30 minutes into the movie or yeah. something. It was pretty. It was pretty far in the movie. <laughs> um, and as far as the laughing, I found myself being the only person in the theater laughing at a lot of the jokes. Yeah, I, I laughed a lot more than everyone else, too. And I, f- I think it felt like maybe they just didn't know it was supposed to be funny, which I guess isn't a good sign for a comedy. But it's like because it's, th- it's funny in the way that they're not telling jokes. They're not telling. It's like a real it, they're like real. life. I found it very realistic. It'd be like a realistic zombie movie, sort of. We had we had the one enormous laugh when they got their Trump shot in, make America white again. Oh yeah, yeah. And then he did the uh, that coffee's too black for me. He's like dark, <laughs> strong, dark. and he leaves. <laughs> and everyone in the theater is like, ah! <laughs> yeah. They're like, yeah, get him! Like you know, all ten of us liberals in Indiana were like, <laughs> yeah, get his ass, get him. And then that was about the only really big laugh. I was kind of surprised. There's a little bit of cackling every time they called uh, what's his name, Landry Bilbo. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get. I guess just because he's short, huh? I thought that, yeah. that was. I, I thought like that was gonna have was some deeper nerd, meaning. But yeah. All right, Sam. So this, this is a strange and unique film. Uh, I thought I would just. We'll kind of just do this by. I'll ask you some questions, right? Okay. All right. Hermit immunity. <laughs> so I think Hermit Bob is a fascinating uh, tool in this film. Yeah. Right. And I, because this is the weird thing about the movie too, is it? It feels like there's a lot of stuff they want me to kind of get subtextually, mm-hmm. but then by the end of the film, they're saying everything so obviously, right? Like then they start bashing your head over, you know, bashing you over the head with the hammer of like, this is what this is about, yeah. you know, like when Hermit Bob at the end does his whole, it's because of America speech, right? Mm. Because we want stuff because our we're already dead and we don't know it. Um, what do you yeah. make of Hermit Bob and Hermit Immunity? 
How did you see um, Herman Bob fitting into this world? I kind of thought Hermit Bob was an asshole. I didn't understand his gun. <laughs> up your pole. Or what did he say? <laughs> up your hole with the wooden pole. Up That's how hole. they start the movie. <laughs> like his character was cool, but I, I mean, I don't really see how he would be immune from the zombies, but. What it, I think th- it is, is the woods is a safe haven from the false American dream, right? The woods is a safe haven from capitalism. Yeah. Because I think you know Bob is you know the who only says one that, who though? has sent- like, the, the zombies never go in the woods to get Bob. Yeah. But also, the people that say that the woods is a safe haven are people that have never been in the fucking woods, dude. You're more <laughs> no, like, I'm talking about metaphorical woods. The real woods are full of whores. Of, and dangers, yeah. Just yeah, crazy. Yeah, exactly. Crazy Anyone death who chooses to live way out in the woods by themselves is a scary, scary person. Yeah, dude, I'd rather fight zombies than bears, and that motherfucker's living out there in the woods. <laughs> Would you actually rather fight... A town full of zombies versus one bear? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's your weapon? Hiding. Up high. That's a terrible in a tree. weapon. I'm going to hide in up. either apocalypse, that's a bad no, weapon. Here's the trick, dude. You find yourself like an apple tree. That way you can not only hide in it, <laughs> but you that? can eat the food. <laughs> and then collect rainwater. And eventually the zombies will disintegrate into nothingness and you can climb back down. So your plan is to wait the zombies out for the two I would plus be, years it would take them to melt? I would be like a Hermit Bob, except for I wouldn't live my life up to that point being a hermit. I would just become a hermit to save my life. <laughs> the bedtime redemption, eh? Yeah, dude. The, I've lived a life of sin, Father. Please forgive me. Peace. And I'd be like, I'd be like cell phones, Snapple, never heard of them. I'm yeah. going, <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I my theory is is that Bob is the only one who can see what's happening. Because he's not a part of the system. Yeah. Do you think that works for you? Because one of the things I know... No, it doesn't work for me, dude. I think an interesting example to pair with that is that uh, the scene when they first find the the victims of the zombies in the diner, Mm -hmm. and they replay the same scene three times, right? It's It's not even the comedy rule of three to me. I think what it is is you watch all of these small town yokels walk in and see this absolute horror and they don't really react in a extremely shocked way right they kind of do the same thing the same joke three times in a row Mm -hmm. the one girl does throw up on her prius right and then (laughs) they have the prius and smart car combo they're really hitting every different group of americans at once but what i think it is is this realization of i think the what the reason they play it that way is to show you that these small town people can't fathom what is here you know what i mean that in a way they're still kind of these lost americans and they're like whoa those are big city hipsters and all the other shit they say in the movie that's kind of how i would feel like a real like a real cop that had never seen dead bodies would just go in there and be like what the fuck it wouldn't be like in the movies where they just start screaming like ah. oh see i think i would you think you ever walk into a room and you see like a bug or something that you're not expecting you go oh and you jump Never You're telling done, me you want to have an equal reaction never to a done murdered that. Never done that. friend as an insect or a rodent? Well, it'd just be like you wouldn't it wouldn't be so much that you're not having a reaction. It'd just be like you wouldn't it, it wouldn't be believable. You'd just be like, well, you'd be in shock. That's what shock is. I, I think you would have an audible the fuck? So? <laughs> the fuck? Minimum. That's a minimum reaction. Yeah. I think I would be freaking out. Yeah, that is true. I think they kind they of all subdued up, it for that. They probably all went to school together and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. 
True, true. And that's what I'm saying. Like in a small town, like you grew up in a small town. I grew up in a small, a very small town. Mm -hmm. You would know these people very well. And then to see their mangled fucking bodies. Yeah. You just show up in your smart car thinking you're like going to investigate a stolen coffee pot or chicken or whatever the other crimes have been. And all of a sudden you see a big city crime. (laughs) Ooh, that's scary. Yeah. I mean, they probably seen some, some bodies eaten by animals. I feel like if Hermit Bob hasn't been eaten by animals, who else is getting eaten by animals? Hermit Bob is the most likely corpse in the whole town. Yeah, he's very slow, too. Well, I guess they already have the corpse, the Chardonnay lady, but she didn't get eaten. Okay, so this is the other thing, right? Yep. Because that's that's what I wanted to ask you. Is there something deeper that I just missed, or was it all pretty on the surface? I don't know. I, honestly, Hermit Bob being outside of the mix, I was like, all right, so if you buy into the American ideal, uh, you're already a zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made Tilda Swinton, the foreign Scottish lady, an actual alien. Just kind of shoehorned that in out of nowhere. Yeah, I didn't get that. Right? <laughs> and then the the out-of-town hipsters, right? Mm-hmm. They show up when the problems come. They get eaten. The small-town people uh, kind of don't react until it's too late. You know, go out swinging. I was like, is this all just the very obvious political symbols that I think? Or is there something else going on that I missed? Well, uh, the other people that lived would be the detention center kids. You never see them die. We never know what happened to them. Yeah. But again, I think that's a great that's a great example, right? Because they're also people who were pulled out of the system. Because we see them watching the news, and they have that great moment where the three kids are – like, the one child is shockingly smart and insightful, Uh, right? And they all seem to care. You know, they kind of have this nice – Well, they all are. They're all, like, talking science, big science words and stuff. And I was like, Yeah, and then they open the door, and it's, like, the two meat bros, like, Yeah. Hey, man, think you're a girl? You think think you're a girl? girl? Yeah, so that's, like, another American stereotype that they fit in for the murder, the massacre. Mm. And those are the guys that end up fighting the zombies. always shown – separate from like when the zombies attack the first time they're in a room and then in a closet they Mm -hmm. run past briefly but they're always kind of skirting what's happening and to me that represents the oh they're the future right they're not tied to this thing that's happening they'll be the ones that rebuild right yeah the criminals great (laughs) they're out yeah we don't know their crimes they could have been falsely put there i see how jim jarmusch views the world Oh, so you watch like the pilot of the night of and you're like, oh, he 100 percent did it. I don't have to watch the rest of this show. I don't know. But but saying that the kids you that- listen to the trailer for cereal and you're like guilty. Listen to that show. <laughs> well, that dude that I think that guy is guilty. But, Adnan uh... is definitely guilty. You heard <laughs> it here first. I'm trying to get those cereal numbers. I'm going to do a rebuttal. show. Yeah. Adnan's so guilty. He would live through a Jim Jarmusch zombie movie. <laughs> Uh, but no, if, if Adnan woke up as a zombie, he would just return to murdering high school girls. Yeah, nothing would change. They gravitate back to what they loved in life, right? <laughs> nothing would change. Um, <laughs> shit, that's that's horrible. Um, Sorry, Adnan. But no, Sorry, it's, I just think it's funny that, and you're not the first person that said that. Like, I I was listening to another review of this movie, and they were how talking, dare you? That is a completely unique thought that I've. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. So. uh <laughs> So these people were like the the only people that lived are the people that aren't in the system, and I was that's what I said. But I but literally they're the people that are the most in the system. They're literally in the system. No nah, man, they're in the man's oppression, right? <laughs> but that's the system, dude. No no no, because if it, the America's the man, right? 
Yeah. They're not in the body of the man. They're between the man's boot as he's stepping on him. <laughs> right? Them and them and Hillbilly Hermit Bob, Bob over here. Homeless Bob. Hermit Home- Bob. Hermit Bob. They live in the tread underneath the man's boot. And finally a little rainwater comes down to clean it all away and they, they drift out. And now they can go be dirt again and rebuild. Whatever, dude. Up. Hermit Bob was just a peeping Tom that lived right next to town in the woods. Like if you're gonna be a hermit, go live by yourself, you weirdo. How about how he about you don't just spy on people? He talks to ants and mushrooms. Huh? <laughs> he also spies he on people. He spies on people with his freaking binoculars all day long. But not like in their windows. If you're a peeping well, Tom, you got to be up in it. I mean, we it. weren't following him for his entire day. We were peeping on Hermit Bob. Yeah, but he knew we were there. Think somehow. about that. We invaded his sanctuary. We were the toxic lunar energy, <laughs> fucking up his. Um. Bed. But no, because they just keep reinforcing it, though, right? Because even mm-hmm. the ants, they show the ants scurrying out of the ant hill. Yeah. They went back to the ant metaphor. And I found myself at a certain point in the movie, because it's a very Romero zombie movie to me, which some people have disagreed with me. But I, I found it very Romero, right? And that all of Romero's work had a ton of political underpinnings. Right. Right? Like one of the most famous sequences from Dawn of the Dead are just the zombies walking around the mall shopping, right? Because that's what we look like when we are, you know, overtaken by this disease of consumerism. Yeah. This movie felt like it had all of that George Romero political stuff, but I feel it was so on the surface and just spot on that at times I was like, I feel like this has to be a trick. No, If that makes any sense. I kept thinking, I was like, there has to be some extra layer of, because the film felt, insanely clever to me mm-hmm. but then i was like but it's so blatant and then they added the extra loop the two things they added that kind of threw me off course right because the zombies coming back and doing what they did in life that's very romero yeah uh you know the people who are outside of the system surviving that feels very romero to me but then they added the part two where multiple times the small town cops talk about the script and jim jarmusch and completely yeah. shatter the world of the film. I was wondering if, wall. why are they adding that element? Why add I, them? I think just for a- comedy. Acknowledging that it's a story. I think but just it's for not comedy. even that. It's not even funny. Uh, I mean, I laughed. At, I laughed. I laughed at it when when he's like, "How do you?" Uh, I forget the line that led up to it, but the he's script. like, "Jim gave me the script." I've but already see, read the script. I was waiting script. for the next joke. Right. I was waiting for him to say the script. With a little wink, we laugh, and then he says something else that explains why that's in his world. Because mm-hmm. once we totally break out, because the cops are funny too, because they have a lot of that. They're barricaded in their car or the police station most of the movie. Yep. Right? Like one of the only like interactions with the town we see is when they're outside of the hotel, kind of pulled away from the hipsters or the weeping people at the, the diner. Mm-hmm. And the cops have this very weird dynamic as well besides I, I still can't figure out why I acknowledge that it's a Jim Jarmusch movie in the movie I think it's just weird to be weird I don't think there was some masterful <laughs> thing he was trying to accomplish with that honestly it, it reminded me because they also did that with the Sturgill Simpson song like 15 times where people are just talking about the Sturgill Simpson song well I think that how much they love that, that had a song. point I think that did have a point because it's that's like our consumerism almost, you know? It, it felt to me like we don't acknowledge that everyone loves this song and they don't listen to what it's talking about until it's too late. Exactly, yeah. Right? 
But I was like, is that what Jim Jarmusch is saying about his own screenplay? I think so, maybe. <laughs> it's like... Uh, you guys better be hermits quick. It's all coming apart. Well, yeah, it's kind of like a, he ripped off Romero's idea, but then added his own kind of... Even this movie doesn't really... This movie is consumerism. This is literally what... This movie is literally the same thing that we're complaining about in this movie. Uh, it's weird, right? The movie is to us what the CD is to everyone else. Kind of, yeah. And the only guy who hates it is Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Old and just out of it. He's like, I was supposed to retire, man. That's I'm why I thought Bill Murray shit. should live, man, because he... Well, sorry, spoiler alert, but uh, Bill Murray oh, should live. We should have said that like 30 minutes ago. All the spoilers. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> But They'll he didn't do anything, out. man. I didn't even see him on his cell phone or anything. He's literally protecting the other people. He's the no. He's the old man who's out of it, right? Yeah. But it was it's so strange because they just had weird things. Like all the elements felt so disparate to me. Because mm-hmm. I that's what I put in my like Twitter review, right? You try to sum it up in like a sentence, right? I think it's a very helpful exercise. And I was just like, it was confounding and always engaging at the same time. Um, I found myself constantly confused, but I couldn't take my eyes off it. I was really enjoying the movie. Yeah. Like, here's a weird one, right? Chloe Severny's character, or Severny, however you say her name. Svigny. Svigny. Sure, whatever. That works. Uh, (laughs) The fact that they made her just this kind of, like, callow and frightened woman, totally ruled by her emotions and overwhelmed by the moment, I was like, that's a weird choice for 2019. <laughs> right? Because yeah. the first scene, she's like, I can get home by myself, Adam Driver. I don't need you trying to be chivalrous. And then every other scene in the rest of the movie is her not being strong enough and being held by Bill Murray. Yeah. So there's a weird, I was like, is that an indictment on small towns, but Bill Murray's being a good dude? Really? <laughs> but that's what I mean. There's just all these little moments like that where I was like, Wait, what does that mean now? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Maybe there to... is like a because she reacted kind of like how how you would picture a regular person to react, and like somehow uh, Bill Murray and Adam Driver had this like British calm about them, and I, actually like most of the characters, even uh, Landry and uh, Lethal Weapon dude, Danny, Danny Glover, Glover. Uh, they didn't even get freaked out when they were about to die. They're like, "Well, I guess it's over." Or whatever. Like, I forget his exact line, but he's you like, I what? guess they're going to get me. It's funny that you mentioned that because, yeah, the amount of – because, like, they just killed Selena Gomez off camera, essentially. Yeah, they didn't like, – Wow. They didn't like, show really any of the kids. these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, they didn't show any of the – and then when Adam Driver – dude, that was my favorite scene. I laughed so hard, and no one else in the theater laughed, and I felt, uh, I felt very weird about that when he was carrying her head out of the – <laughs> he just picks up her severed yeah, head. Yeah, I didn't know why he was carrying it. I don't know, I but that's chopping it off. But <laughs> <That's shot. laughs> I love the fact that a couple times he goes to kill a zombie and has to hack the neck like five times. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, that's how gross it would really be. Like, yeah, like imagine some of the big guys yeah. sinking a machete into a corpse Ugh. and then being like, like, okay, I got to do that five more times. Because if you watch The Walking Dead now, they have like twelve year olds who are just like, kite, kite, just right. like dropping them like nothing. You're like, oh, my God. That was a cool addition. I was like, that's so fucking vulgar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and then when they yeah. were eating them, like, it was pretty gross, too. Yeah, but- no, it had good zombie horror and gore. I liked that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that was – it did make me think about for the first time ever. This is a, and this is a strange one because I've seen almost all the zombie movies, I feel like. 
And you're like, I never thought about it, but I'm like, do the zombies break through the coffin? Or do they just assume that no one's buried in coffins? And you just dig their way out of dirt. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I never actually yeah, thought about that. Yeah, zombies just like punch their way out of coffins and don't have scratches all over them from, you know, sharp wood. Yeah, how can they punch through a coffin that has six feet of earth on top of it but not break through a door? Yeah, it was like the bride had to train for that. You know, the little knuckles. The knuckles, yeah. Yeah, and then she explodes through like Bruce Lee. No, but it was like, I was like, wow, that's the first time I've ever noticed that in a zombie <laughs> movie. After 30 years of watching zombie movies. I was like, wait a second. What yeah. about the casket? <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. First time. But yeah, but no. I think Way to that, ruin it, dude. I know. Get I blew it. it. Damn it. I'm trying. It's so. I loved all the characters. I loved the acting. I just, I felt like there was something bigger I missed. Well, I guess that's the thing I keep coming back to is. Because even Tilda Swinton, like, why is that alien there? Were they supposed to be responsible for some of this? You know, she goes to the police station. She's like, I'll handle it. She starts hacking everything and then just leaves. Well, what I what I would rationalize that as is if you're going with all the other uh, ideas of the movie about consumerism and just humans being kind of shitty in general, maybe she was sent here to gather information about us and realize we just destroyed our own planet and took off. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's – it is weird because I'm like, is she the watcher, right? Is this like, uh, yeah. you know, Corellin and Childhood's End or – you know, that famous story of like, look at them. Look what they've done. They've killed themselves. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, or is she in on it? Is she supposed to be like a Russian cyber attack? She looks like <laughs> one of us, but she's an alien, man. She's not from here. She's hacking the system and bringing it down. Yeah, I don't know. Her, her, that, I don't the know, ending of there's hers. Even, like, they man. even take on the media narratives, right? Mm. Fracking is causing all of this. Like, fracking is clearly killing the world, and we're just like, no, fracking's doing good, and just you know, normal small town American citizens just watching the TV, being like, "Oh God, I'm sick of this." Yeah, and you're like, "That's huge information we should care about," but you know, we don't care because, because that's what I don't know. Is it enough that the movie just is saying like, "Hey, politics in the world suck"? <laughs> uh, I mean, Do you I think need it's a more a... clever take than that. Am I am I just trying too hard? I don't know. I think if you haven't figured it out, I'm not going to figure it out. And I think it really is. <laughs> but I think no one's going to figure it out. I've I, spent <laughs> a lot of time trying to unwrap this in my own. Because before we do these shows, I don't go read, you know, like, PhD's takes on it. Right? I don't want to be like, oh, here's this super smart person thing, and I'm going to pass it off as mine. Right? So I always try to come up with my own work before. And then after the show, I read really smart people and go, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this one. It, it's weird because I just – I felt like there was some huge – maybe I think what you said might be the most right is that it's kind of lampooning its own art. Yeah. Right? That we are in there and we are the small town yokels that are not paying attention, right? That all this stuff is happening outside of our theater doors. In fact, doors. we're thinking it's a comedy. <laughs> yeah, right? And you're yeah. like, this is happening right now like, for the oh, most Like, oh, wouldn't part. that be funny? Yeah, like I just read today, right? The ice caps are melting so much faster than they thought and the catastrophes that could cause. And uh, we don't trust the media. And we have guys who wear, you know, the Make America White Again hats everywhere. Make America White Again. I had a startling again. one the other day. I, I had a guy that I was, I wouldn't say related to, but right through a marriage, we, you know, close enough, right? We have like some familiar bonds. 
And they're like, oh, he just got done with this treatment. Like, you know, feel bad. Like, rally around him. And then the first picture home from the hospital, he's in, like, his little chair. You're like, look at him. He made it. But they put a Make America Great Again hat on him. And I was just like, oof. I was like, who did that to him? Like, Jesus Christ. Like, let him just have his, like, cute old man hair. Get that fucking hat. (laughs) But I was like, that's the the world we live in. Right? Like, you can see that hat, and you're like, fucking. (laughs) Everything's political, dude. But maybe um, that's maybe that's the whole joke of the show, because the funny thing I thought, too, is how like Bill Murray and Adam Driver never get rattled mm-hmm. except for at each other. Right. Yeah. The only time they get mad is like little co-worker stuff. And it's always when they're trapped in that car together because that's their small world. Right. The only thing that matters to them is their small town problems and yeah. all this other bigger stuff. Because it, it is funny to get mad at each other over a CD in the middle of an apocalypse. Right. right. <laughs> but that is what matters to them. Their small personal lives are still running roughshod over this bigger thing. And even throughout the movie, they never fully seem to embrace what's happening. It's just like, well, I guess we'll go patrol. <laughs> right. What did you think and when about- they're patrolling? They never really get out of their car to deal with problems. So. Maybe that is exactly what this whole thing is. It's like, theater members, look around you. It's a call to arms. Yeah. I think it, I mean, it's kind of heavy-handed, honestly, but. Um, but that's what I mean. It's It seems like such a clever movie that the heavy-handedness felt like a trick. Yeah. Where it's like, it's like a magician, right? Like, they want you to look here, but the game is over here. That's what I felt. I was like, what am I missing? Well, it could have been that Adam Driver's last line over. when he says. Or no, I think Bill Murray's looking at him, and he and he says it's going to end badly again. He's like, why do you keep saying that? Whatever. And then he's like, well, what should we do? And he's like, we should just give it our best shot. I was like, is that supposed to be some deeper deeper meaning? Because I would have been like— the worst philosophy podcast of all time? Well, I would have been Does like— that have a meaning? <laughs> well, if, I don't know, man. If I was in that car, I'd have been like, here's what we're going to do, dude. We're either going to wait here for a long time till they go after someone else, or we're going to open the doors and just run right through them into the woods and live with Hermit Bob. Or you're like, keep pressing the gas. Like, eventually, there's not going to be any more meat under the tire. I'd just be really quiet, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But anything other than what they did. But maybe that's the whole point of those characters, right? Is they're going to go out because they're not, they don't want to or they've never wanted to be a part of this bigger, scarier world. Maybe that's the small town cop in them. Is they're just like, hey man, this is where we've always been. Uh, we'll go out trying, but yeah, we're not going to be running around with the little uh, prison rat kids, you know, trying to rebuild a new world. <laughs> it's like this lady I work with. Oh, today that's at true. Work. They this die with. That they die with the happened. world. Yeah. Yeah, I was like laughing because uh, there was like a cover of an Adele song that came on, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh god, why does Adele sound like she's sick? Oh, it's a cover. I was like, yeah, you're not as good as Adele. And I like, I was like, oh, that's a good one. I should tell her that. And I was like, yeah, guess what Spotify displayed? And she goes, what's a Spotify? And I went, what? And she's like, what's a Spotify? And we had this whole thing. And then she goes, I don't do computer phone stuff. And I was just like, oh, man. Like, yeah, there are just people that have just decided, like, it's past me. It's over. Yeah. I don't want it's to. It's the thing you hear some people say, right, where they're like, where I'm like, hey, man, I just got to survive long enough to trade in this diabetic body for uh, one of these robot bodies, and then I'll live with my kids forever. And my my boss like, I hope I'm dead before that happens. It's like, why? 
She, Why on earth would you wish that? She doesn't want to see your robot body. Oh, I would pick a good one, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'd pick a hot one. I would need at least six legs. I'd probably look like one of those Hindu guys where I got a little bit of all the parts. Yeah, six you arms. You know what I mean? Six arms, Like too. some Monica Bellucci uh, breast and Brad Pitt abs. You're going to be like a, a chick robot? Hey, don't gender me, bro. I mean a woman robot? Yeah, don't binary... Zero zero one gender me, bro. No, yeah. If you're a robot, I want to have all the parts. Why would I just be like, yeah, I just want just a dick. But would That's they pitiful. would they be metal? That'd be like, yeah, I want a Mac computer, but uh if you could just not have it do like the internet. It's cool. It can do one thing. I can still word process. Yeah. I just don't want that other Does it have text and edit on it? Yeah. <laughs> if if I'm gonna be a computer, I want all the bells and whistles. Be a giant walking fucking metal orgy. But then I guess, like, why do I need to orgy if I'm a computer? I guess it'll be like those uh, Demolition Man orgies where I'll just be plugging cables into all the other just cerebral computer bodies. Yeah, that's dude. weird. That um, was a weird tangent. This is probably what Jim Jarmusch was warning against. Well, also, so what do you stop think? Stop and examine your path. If that is the actual message, what do you think about that message? Do you think he's right? The, do, you, do you think it's Snapple and iPhones and Wi Fi that are causing our world to be destroyed or is that just a distraction yeah no i i agree with the messaging i think it's done in an unusual what i like about it is that it's not just like hey fuck that guy who likes trump right he kind of says fuck every single person right yeah everybody's just people what what i got from it is everyone's just fucked up in their own way even hermit bob like what is he doing to help the world other than, so his the only thing he's doing but to I help the world is, is not hurting it yeah but no, but I think the other thing with Hermit Bob is that he's the most present in the world. Yeah, but what does that even mean? I kind of disagree. Because he's not, you know, on the iPhone worrying about what car he drives, you know, collecting comic books or whatever. He's the one who's living in the world. He can just walk through the world and tell something's wrong. Well, also, so, now, co- granted, so could a lot see, of other that's, people. That's where the messaging fails a little bit, right? Hermit Bob becomes almost this godlike figure in judgment. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, Hermit Bob sucks in life. He's a thief. He's stealing chickens and shit. And, you know, he kind of watches a man get eaten. And it's like, well, fuck that guy. Also, just this whole concept that if you know what plants are supposed to be in what area, that makes you a better person somehow. I'm like. I, I don't think it's. I think you're focusing on that little thing. You got to elevate above this, right? Is that. He is present, so he's the one who can at least detect that there's something wrong. Now, the problem with the message of the movie is that he does nothing to make it better. Yeah. Right? It's almost like, yeah, the the He's a non-fact. It wouldn't matter if uh, Hermit Bob ever lived or not. Right, but it doesn't matter that any of them live or die. Except for those people are having fun with their lives. The one guy's drinking Snapple. Does anyone in that movie seem fun? Except for the kids that were in that car. Until the shit went down, everyone seemed like they were having a good time. I feel like Adam Driver that was going to eventually. hotel owner who's eating cat food. Like well, that seems like a fun guy you'd want to hang out with. Yeah, but those people are going to be around no matter what. Just because he's not having fun with his life. <laughs> well, right. I think what it does is it kind of lumps us all in, right? Like Hermit Bob is God in heaven. The forest being like the ideal garden of Eden, right? Mm-hmm. And we're all on the outside of that. And once we moved past that, all we've done is build distractions and create separation. Uh, you know, we've created these opioid of the masses kind of situations like the CD. Like, 
oh, the CD's great. I'll listen to that as I drive through Carnage. You know what I mean? Cell phones, the the news media. Yeah. With all their fucking, you know, turning us against each other. The stupid fucking red hat. The comic book. Like, all we've done is create a world where we can't live in the reality of our world, right? And as giant potential threats to our very existence happen, we just bury ourselves further and further in fantasy. So if that's what the movie's trying to say, I think a lot of that is really true. I think uh, maybe the characters as messengers. Uh, but that's the thing. I think they do work because none of them ever really snap out of it. And I think that's the whole point, right? Look at Hermit Bob as if he is your, you know, kind of monotheistic deity for looking down from like this perfect Garden of Eden that he gave us. We could all go, right? The the crows and the cows fucking run back to nature. Yeah. What do we do? We go fucking die pointlessly in a cemetery. That works for me in a strange way. I don't understand the aliens. That is still <laughs> confusing me. I don't understand. So is Jim Jarmusch also a separate godlike figure in the world of this movie? Perhaps. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of too easy to just lump everything together. Like, the people liking certain things and are they're distracted from the real shit that's going on. How about how about we just say what's really wrong is the fracking? Like, right, but isn't the fracking just a part of everything else? No, that, see, that's where I think it's different, dude. The fracking is done by people that don't give a shit about the earth. Whereas well, dude, the, these people, like these people, hear it on the news every day and flip the channel. They don't care either. Well, but what are they supposed to do? But exact okay, but that's the whole point. Me and you, right, are probably pretty political left. We agree on a lot of shit. Yeah, you're a bit of a contrarian, right? You're like I just, one of those I just Joe don't Rogan see how guys. Wi-Fi is a problem. Because it bar- you can use it to bury your face in the sand. Yeah, but the dude that's right? living like out, it's, it's the guy that's burying his Twitter and read about problems and tweet, but not actually help out. Yeah, but the dude that's literally burying his face in the sand is the only true hero of the story. He's literally burying I don't his think, face. No, no, no. I don't think there is a hero. I think Bob stands back in judgment. Right? He's oh. just he's Uwatu the Watcher from Marvel. He's like, I'm just watching. But it's his fault. I'm just too, watching and occasionally stealing chickens. So I am a criminal, but. For I'm just saying, part, it's just his watch. fault. It's his fault as much as it is the guy that is drinking Snapple or the guy that likes Chardonnay's fault. Well, he didn't do anything. Just because he can diagnose the problem doesn't mean he's the hero. Right? But, like, yes. Is yeah. it better to just run away from society? No. No. Like, you got to be in the fight. Okay. We so can, I don't think we can agree upon Bob that. a yeah. hero. Okay. It just seemed like they he was the one guy that, like... he's the Yeah, he's the condescending snob. But th- think about every party you've been to. Like, the one condescending snob was like... Oh, you're drinking that wine? Oh, I bet, you know, to get that one drop of water that started the, you know, wine barrel, yeah. a child probably died in this country. It, like, it takes damn, five dude, gallons I'm just here of water. Having wine, like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at anything we buy or own far enough down the line, you're like, yes, there's probably something or someone being exploited or hurt to give me this thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And we all made that deal with the fucking devil of materialism a long time ago. Right. So, but that's. I guess the big question I have about this movie is I found it enjoyable in the moment, but I wonder if this, if there's not something more clever going on, does that hurt this movie's reception in the long run? Like after you watch it and you're like, you know what? Maybe there is nothing to figure out and it's just is what it is. Right. And saying, Hey, we all need to wake up. Does that hurt the value of this movie? Right. A a comparison I would make is a movie like us 
a lot of people were sitting in that theater for Jordan Peele's Us and saying, well, this doesn't add up and this doesn't add up. But I don't think there will ever be like a unified theory of us. Mm-hmm. Part of the built-in value of that is that we always are going to get to be like, well, I think this means this and this means this. And I think there's all this cleverness built in. And that's part of the value of that movie, right? I wonder if that needed to be a part of this. Like, is this just because I don't think it's an exceptional horror movie. I don't think it's exceptionally funny, Mm-mm. nor do I think it's insanely insightful. It's enough of all three that I liked it when I watched it. I wonder if I'll return to watch this movie again, except to see someone's initial reaction and relitigate the symbols. Right. Uh, I'll definitely watch it again because my girlfriend was pissed when I went to go see it. I went to go see it and I said, I'm going to go see a zombie movie. And she's like, oh, I don't like zombie movies. And then I got back and she's like, you saw that comedy with Bill Murray? And I was like, <laughs> I was like God damn it. So I gotta it's go. Like, see- oh, I've been lapooed. I gotta go see it again. <laughs> She's like, I don't like country. I only um, like Sturgill Simpson. You're like, damn it. Yeah, we do like Sturgill Simpson, but uh, um, yeah, dude, I think it's really just a metaphor for, like, just just there's no supernatural zombies. This is just a metaphor for our lives right now, and I don't think it's any any deeper than that. It's it's it was a strange strange theater going experience. Mm-hmm. It was very. That's why I, that's what I was it, wondering man. what you thought it. because I, I am one of those. I try to get too far into all of it, right? Yeah. I think every movie is a big trick on me. It feels like I don't think it needs to be anything more than that. Like the point, the point is we're all fucking zombies, and even the people that hold out the longest eventually are going to become zombies unless you go live in the woods, or you're that's a right. criminal, I guess. Yeah, either you die a hero <laughs> or you live long enough to become Hermit Bob. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It was, it was quirky. I liked that it was so disciplined in the style, and it didn't feel like it needed to change itself. Um, no, you know, I, I even if the, the political stuff is ham-fisted and you know, or heavy-handed is probably a better way to say that. I still like thinking about that. That's the thing, right? The movie just gave us a forty-five-minute conversation of like interesting conversations that spawn out of that movie that's mm. value the actors were all fantastic tilda swinton was just fucking amazing dude i, I just really wish she wasn't an alien i just wanted that character to just be a, yeah. a regular like, character see, i thought the same thing man yeah. like the two things i can't square why make her an alien she was, because so, she was cool. so fucking funny the scene where she like walks and just turns like a robot the dude. sword fight i'm like now this has turned into like a campy you know kind of cult 70s flick that i just love yeah and then they just make her an alien for what seems like no reason no real reason but i think what the alien might also just be look these small town cops still aren't rattled like they still aren't acknowledging what's happening they just kind of go did you see that (laughs) yep let's go i was like all right i wish she was a human too and then i still for the life of me why they kept saying it's a jim jarmusch script and talking about jim jarmusch I think it's like you said, right? It's to nail home that, hey, guys, you are these small-town people. You're watching That's a good take on it. It reminded me of the Human Centipede 2, where the whole basis of that script is, my first script has become a cultural phenomenon that matters to everyone. (laughs) And you're like, wow, Jesus. I I somehow missed both those movies, thank God. Yeah, you're like, it was the uh, mouth-to-butthole movie. By the way, there's more than two. There's more than two. God. You should not watch anything past the first one. Maybe not even. Maybe not. The Once first you one. see where the series goes, you're like, maybe I shouldn't have even condoned oh, the first one. I know where the series <laughs> goes, dude. 
Yeah. <laughs> Goes on it's to the you. same. Yeah. <laughs> it's just more buttholes and mouths, really. Um, That's all it is. But yeah, I don't. I, I'll be interested to see. Like, I think this is going to be one of those cool movies 10 years from now. Uh, I actually, like, does this just get all the way lost in the sands of time, or does this become a cult classic? Well, it's going to be like Jim Jarm. All of his. I mean, the I was reading one article where he was talking about how this movie is supposed to be like coffee and cigarettes. It's just a bunch of different vignettes almost. Yeah. Just different characters talking to each other in different situations. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. But- and that's what I like, man. It's it's an interesting world to have these characters doing stuff. Yeah. And I just like that I can go see a weird Jim Jarmusch zombie movie. Like anytime I can see a movie that plays by its own rules and is unabashedly itself, I appreciate that. Yeah, he tried <laughs> to do he tried to do it in a different way that was super cool, super funny. But I Great I well, cast. I didn't agree with the politics of it, but that's that's its own thing. Whatever. See, you keep saying I don't think there's politics. Period. I think it's a human condition movie. Yeah. I mean, I just don't like lumping all of the things human do. See, humans do. And see, and, that's what you are, man. You see the Earth, and you look for the lines on the map, man. No way, dude. I live next to the side of town, so I can book it into the hills if I have to. See, look, you even think there are towns, fool? There's not. It's just Earth. Well, you know bro. what? There's only towns because we fucking created them, man. So nah, like, we're all just sequences in the human genome, bro. We create a town. We create a Snapple, dude. It's natural. We created it, and we're natural. So fuck off. No, Jim. the fucking Illuminati created it. So yeah, that but we can argue over who Snapple are the Illuminati, dude? Of real stuff. The Illuminati are just other apes. So they they're they're natural. albino Scottish mortician aliens. Sky dude. lizards. Tilda Swinton's gang is running this whole joint. <laughs> We're a thought experiment to them. Dude, until we don't appreciate. She does kind of look like she's not from this planet a little bit. Not, she's the best. She's, I wish Tilda Swinton was in every fucking She's such movie. a unique looking person. She's I she's think cool. not only is she cuz Nicole she played David always Bowie, been my dude. favorite actress. Tilda Swinton might be not only my new favorite actress but just favorite actor of anyone on earth. She's always awesome. Never mind. She always picks interesting roles and I love her to death. I just said. I that. feel like she would hate me in real life, and we'd never be friends. But I want to be friends. I'll change for you, Tilda. I said, Tilda, that, call dude, me. I just said that she played David Bowie, but what I meant to say was David Bowie played Nikola Tesla. But they all kind of looked the same. Okay. I okay. <laughs> you might have to. You don't have to explain I'm how sh- you got there. I'm sure someone caught that. Tilda Swinton like, has an old timey handlebar mustache and <laughs> plays with lightning. She looks a little bit. Like, I'd watch that movie. She looks kind of like David Bowie when he was younger. That's true. They're both the best. All right, guys. That's the Dead Don't Die. Hit us up on our socials uh, on Twitter, Instagram. Email us at filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought about this movie. Was there more that we missed? Do you have a grand unifying theory of uh, the Dead Don't Die? Was it just cool for you to see Iggy Pop chugging coffee? It was cool for me, man. Uh, What did you guys think? (laughs) Do you think this will become a cult classic? Join the conversation. Uh, share the show with your friends. Get them on it. Uh, and, yeah, again, ratings, reviews. Share the show, guys. We appreciate the work. Uh, we're going to get out of here quick so I can also record uh, another great movie we saw in the theater, Ma, Ma. with Sam. Mother. Uh, spoilers, I fucking love Ma. Octavia Spencer is just below Tilda Swinton and Nicole Kidman for me. So we're going to do that uh, for the film Alchemist. I'm Josh Griffey. I love your mom too. Motherfucker. Peace!